Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 67. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Well, hey there, localist. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host for today, as usual. And today, on the agenda, one of the things we're going to talk about is, can you fake confidence? Now, you might even wonder, why does it even matter? Well, it matters in business, and that's one of the things I'm dealing with right now, and I wanted to talk to you about it today, because I don't know if you can fake it. I, I, uh, I I know it feels fake whenever you try to fake it, um, but we're going to talk about it because I think it's something that's critical, not just in our business, but in a lot of times the decisions that we have to make in our lives, no matter what they're concerning. So um, before we get into that, actually, though, I, you know, it's funny because I, whenever I was back working at a job and getting a regular paycheck and uh I had the security of that. I always listened to podcasts, and some of you that know my story know that I had a long drive to work, and I'd listen to podcasts. And it's interesting, though, because um, the one of the podcasts I listened to was is one that's kind of been a game changer as far as the podcasting world goes. And it's funny because they started after about six six to nine months doing their podcast. They started publishing this income report. <laughs> every single month. And so they published this income report. Excuse me, I've got a dog sneezing, so uh, sorry about that. But uh, I've got an income report uh, that they would publish, and they would put it out every single month at the end of the month. And the first month, it was like, you know, they made you know, maybe $5,500, and then, you know, they'd go along, and the next month it was maybe 9000 And before you know it, it was 15000 and it was... 35,000 and now it's like a year and a half later and they're uh, literally bringing in about $250,000 in gross revenue every single month. Sometimes it's more than that depending on what else they're doing. Uh, At the same time, now granted that's gross revenue so that's not net profit, but they're they're a overhead is so small because it's a podcast, right? So uh, there, I mean, I've never seen uh, their expenses be very high for that kind of amount of revenue. So they might have $30,000 a month in costs and and that sort of thing. So their net profit is like $230,000 a month, which seems crazy. But I tell you that to tell you this. I I always thought to myself, I wonder why they didn't start doing that in the very beginning. Well, if you don't have income coming in, I mean, I I don't publish an income report. I've been podcasting now for six months or more. I actually started this in March, and it's now November, so uh, more than six months, seven months. And uh, I have not made a dime from it. It costs me every single month to do this. And it's interesting, though, because I've really you know, found myself wondering what those first six months were like for them and wondered why they didn't do a pod, you know, why they didn't include that in the podcast. I guess, you know, you have to get a certain amount of success under your belt before you know whether you're going to continue doing it or not. And then, then it's easy to go back and tell the story in hindsight. 
Well, I'm doing it a little differently. I'm sharing my journey of building a local business as I go along. And I'm beginning to understand <laughs> why people don't do this. Because it's it's emotional. It's very, um, there. you know, you feel very day-to-day -day as if your whole entire paradigm shifts from one thing to another, especially if you're not finding the success that you need. But I want my journey to be a lesson to people because this is a very normal part of what business owners and people go through anytime you're starting a business. And the thing is, the reason we don't hear more about them, even in hindsight, is because many people don't push on and don't continue doing what they're doing. I mean, it's one thing they can don't continue doing what isn't working. But the whole idea is you continue on the path to your ultimate goal, all the while realizing if things are not working, that there are things that you can change and things that you can affect in order to do that. And so um, I am at a very... Uh, a low point, a very, very low point, um, running out of money, uh, running out of time. <laughs> and uh, I, I can remember one time somebody asked somebody for like a, you know, a good piece of advice. It was an older person. <laughs> and his only advice was don't outlive your money. Well, I feel like I'm about to outlive my money at this point. And so uh, I'm already there and I'm only 45, right? So it's uh, it, it happens to everyone. And so this is the thing that I want people to understand is that this is the point right now where I am today where it would be for sure where most people would quit and most people would walk away and they would go get a job and it's not and the thing is I'm not opposed to getting a job to pay the bills it's it's not that it's not like oh I don't want to live work work a job I, I just want to live the lifestyle I quit my job and moved to Key West so I could have a great life no I'm working harder for nothing than I've ever worked at this point and that's what's so frustrating about it but I also feel in my heart of hearts and in my gut, I feel like if I stay true to what my internal uh, compass, so to speak, I feel like I should be close to a breakthrough. Now, you've all heard the story and you've probably seen the uh, illustrations of it. I think it was, it was a true story. It was out in, in the gold rush days and uh, uh, people bought... Uh, rights to, to dig a mine and they dug and dug and dug and dug and dug and they never hit gold and they never got their money you know they had investors and they never got their money back because they didn't hit gold and they walked away from that mine and after a period of time someone else bought the claim to that and went in and literally within just the, a few feet of beginning to dig again they hit a record uh, stash of gold, a record a vein of gold, or whatever you call it in mining terms. And if the people that knew, that originally were digging, knew that they were that close to success, they would have never walked away and given up on every single thing. And that's where I am. I feel like I'm three feet away. 
Um, and I need to keep pushing on and I need to do it quickly. I need to turn it around quickly because I'm out of money, out of time and got to move on. And so I've got to get this business up and profitable. Um, at this point, I do feel like I'm running in a thousand directions. There is so much that I need to even do with this podcast. I'm not having time to do um, every single day. I need to be on social media more. Don't have time for that. Um, I need, I'm very behind on my show notes. And uh, I think every podcaster will say show notes are their thorn in the flesh. And that is not, it's true for me. It's, it's not any different for me. And so I've got to get my, the website caught up. There's so much I'd like to do um, to create products and material and even a community and groups that we can um, all kind of get in and share our thoughts and just really put our heads together and really try to support the local businesses. So there's, tons that I want to do. Unfortunately, I've got to get my business off the ground so that I can get my bills paid so that I don't end up uh, being uh, putting myself in jeopardy. So uh, that's that's what's going on. But the, the one of the things that I have found myself doing in the past few weeks uh, is I feel like I don't have the confidence that I need to make a decision based off of real data and real numbers and real, you know, whatever, uh, whatever the criteria is. And I feel like because of that, I am being, I don't want to say easily influenced by other people, but here's what I would, here's what I'm finding. Like, you know, someone says, oh, you should try this or you should try that or you should charge more or you should charge less or you should, you know, a customer might say, uh, your product doesn't even sound good. I had one lady that kind of rolled by on a scooter the other day and when she was kind of asking what it was and I told her what my product was, she goes, oh, that doesn't even sound good. And I, you know, just let her go on. And most people are like, wow, that's interesting. How'd you think of that? This is crazy. You know, and it blows their mind. Literally, it blows their mind. They have never seen anything like it. And they start going, is that dry ice? Is that this, that, or the other? And so it's, uh, it's one of those things that People are going to give you feedback all the time because everybody has an opinion about what you're doing. And if I had the success that I wanted in terms of revenue and I knew I could pay my bills, I would pay a whole lot less attention to what people were saying. But because I'm not seeing the success that I need to see, all of those doubts start creeping in. Maybe they do know more than you know. Maybe you shouldn't even be doing this in the first place. Maybe you're an idiot. Well, that makes sense. Maybe they should. Maybe they know more than you do. Maybe maybe uh, you need to do what they're telling you. Yep, that sounds like a good idea. I'll try that too. And so it's like I feel like if I had the confidence in what I was doing, and it, not just in what I'm doing, I feel I feel confident about my products. When people see it, they like it, and even once they eat it. You know, it's one of those things where I, I give somebody the caramel corn on the pier after I've made it for them, and they eat it and they walk away, but, but I might see them pass back by two or three different times throughout the night as they're doing different things on the pier, or they're going back and forth between the different hotels that are around, and many will stop back by and say, hey, that was good, by the way. You know, so it's just one of those things where you do get the feedback even after people, have, you know, the initial shock of seeing the product and, and that sort of thing. So I get that, but it's not because I'm not seeing the revenue dollars. It's not the same 
confidence that I have knowing uh, that I can pay the bills and make a living on what I'm doing right now. So because of that, because I don't innately have that confidence, I am easily influenced. And I know that that's happening. I see that happening. And I, from, for a, from a branding standpoint, I have got to stick with what my core business is. And my core business is going to be centered around products that are liquid nitrogen based. And the first product is the cryopop, the caramel corn that we freeze with, with, uh, uh, liquid nitrogen. Sorry, I lost my, lost my train of thought because here's the funny thing is, is that people, all the time, because they haven't seen caramel corn frozen before, they all the time come back, well, what's the purpose of freezing? What does it do to it when it freezes it? And it's, you know, it's the same difference in, you know, the difference in drinking chocolate milk or eating chocolate ice cream. Um, now, granted, that change from changes from a liquid to a solid, and caramel corn is already a solid, but people always are asking, what's the purpose of this, or why would you freeze it, or why would, you know, well, my, my, I don't know. Why not? It just makes it completely different in a whole new way to breathe life into a product that, quite frankly, isn't all that exciting and it isn't all that interesting. And so uh, it's just one of those things that I, because I'm constantly getting bombarded with questions and feedback and this, you know, everyone has their opinion about things, I feel like I am giving unusual uh credence to that and unusual weight to what people are saying because of my own self-doubt and my own lack of confidence. So can you fake confidence? I don't know. I have not found a good way to do that yet. I I cover it up. I cover up my lack of confidence sometimes by being um, gregarious and jovial and all of those things. But, you know, it's it's hard when you see other people succeeding with a very bland basic product and I see that happening all the time and so I have to look at what can I what can I borrow from them what are they doing right that I can borrow and I can make um, make it build it into whatever I'm doing and to help make me more successful and so I'm really um, I'm working on the confidence thing and and you know it's it's just funny because everyone thinks they know more than you and I'm not saying I know everything in the world I don't but it's hard whenever I'm the new kid at the pier and there's people that are seasoned professionals that have been there year after year after year and they want to tell you something and they want to say oh well I've, I've seen I've never seen this type of a thing succeed or I've never seen you know there's a guy that'll say there I've never seen a fish product or a seafood product succeed down here the overhead's just too high and um, you know I I can't disagree with you know some of the feedback and some of the things that they're doing but at the same time uh, I'm getting such good feedback about the product that the product has to be able to be uh, the show and that has to be able to be my saving grace and so I'm working on that so confidence how in the world do you fake confidence that's I think in in my mind that's the hardest thing in the world because I'm not one that has a lot of natural self-confidence anyway 
And, and that might surprise people um, because I think I've done a pretty good job of covering it and adapting in our world of uh, business and in my social relationships and that sort of thing. But at, in the heart of everything, I am full of self-doubt. I am full of uh, self-sabotage like anyone else, and I am full of uh or, or have an empty void where the confidence should be. So I am I'm tr working on building that. I stepped out in faith and took a leap whenever I left my job and moved to Key West. And um, I've got to figure out, got to figure this out. I've got to figure this out. And I don't think confidence is one of the things that's going to help me have a better business. But what I do think is that if I'm confident and I have a plan and a path laid out in front of me, that I will definitely be less swayed by what other people think. Now, here's the one thing that I will say um, is a disadvantage to me in that I am doing this on my own. I don't have a co-founder or co-partner uh, in this business venture. There's not a um, company or a team of people around me. And now many people have that when they start something. You know, they have a board of directors and they have a uh, advisory council or panel or whatever, and they're able to get this kind of guidance. But here's the thing, I'm not that different from a lot of local business owners. And I, in my mind, I, I put myself in their situation and thinking, you know, if I had gone out and signed a three-year lease on a building that cost me three or four or five thousand dollars a month, whatever the commercial lease rates would be for uh, a business. And I didn't have the sales to back it up, I would be panicking. But at the same time, there might also be more people around that I could say, okay, we need to be better at our social media. I'm putting this person on social media. Uh, we need to be uh, out there giving out samples. So you two, you're going to go work samples. Or we need to go door to door and beat the streets to get some business in. I mean, there, there might be a team of people around me that I could dispatch. Um, but I would be frustrated and I would be, uh, I would have a hot, whole lot more at stake than what I do right now. And so, um, you know, I, I feel for local business owners because when you're in a location and people are not coming in your door, how you handle that and what you do with that is going to really largely determine your success or your failure in this situation. And so, um, Many local business owners, though, are in the same place I am, which is, again, why I think it would be a great idea to have a, like a, almost like a, a mastermind local business, mastermind community that we could build here around this podcast where people from different industries and different segments of local business are seeking help and using each other as a sounding board, maybe because they don't have the seasoned board of directors and the seasoned advisors, and they don't know where to reach out, and they don't know where to go to get the help that they need. And so um, that's one of the things I, I just, I really need to work on that in in all my spare time, um, and try to get people uh, connected together that need help and can also give help. 
And so um, people that are further down, the thing is, if you're further down the road than I am, you can offer help to me. If I'm further down the road than you are, I can offer help to you because I've been there. So it's not like I have to wait to offer help to anyone until I'm at the end of my journey and I can look back and say, well, let me tell you how I got my first six-figure biz six business started because the path isn't always clear. And you always hear about the successes, but what you don't hear many times are the three, four, five, ten failures that preceded the success. Because no one's talking about those, they're just talking about the success. So it gives you the perception that everyone walked into their first business and it was a huge success. And nobody's talking about the day-to-day -day struggles like I am. And I'm, I am day-to-day -day struggling in a very low uh, barrier to threshold type uh, business. And so if I'm struggling in what I'm doing, I can only imagine and put myself in the situation with other local businesses that have mortgaged houses and done all this other uh, investment to get their business up and running only to not have uh, people patronize it and people uh, come and do business with them. So confidence, what confidence can do for you is it can help you keep your focus and it can help you know that you're on the right path but what can you tweak and I feel like with me I tried so many different things before I hit on this product that I have now or this concept of using liquid nitrogen to make food or to, to make snacks um, that I uh, I tried so many things that many people are wanting to go back and say Oh, you should try this, you should try that, or you should do this, or you should do that. And I listen to that because I don't have the confidence of the success. And if I knew I was confident in what I was doing, then I should be able to, to stay on my course and to continue taking the steps. The other part is, is that many times I'm easily swayed because I don't have the next step laid out in front of me. I don't have the plan. And, you know, everything in the world that succeeds... I mean, granted, some of it is a lot of luck involved, but most of the time it starts with a plan, and it doesn't even have to be like a formal written business plan, but you have to have a plan, and it might be just a plan for how you're going to spend your time today. It might be just a plan for eliminating anything in your life except revenue-generating uh, activities, and that's where I am. I mean, for me, my plan is anything that is not directly... Uh, adding revenue to the bottom line, I am not doing it at this point because I can't. I can't do it um, because I don't have the, the cushion and I don't have the runway in order to carry me through activities that are not directly impacting the bottom line right now. Uh, you run out of bandwidth and you run out of time of the day. And so, uh, but, but the confidence in uh, many times confidence can come when you have it all laid out for you. Uh, and I'm not saying someone else lays it out, but you sit down and you take the time to plan. And so for me, that's one of the things that uh, in some ways gets pushed to the side because I feel like I'm uh, frantically running from the time I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning until the time I go to bed at you know 11 or 11.30 at night. And I barely have time to breathe or anything uh, else that is just leisurely activity, although breathing is not just exactly leisurely. Um, but I don't have time to get in all the things that I want to do or need to do. And so I've got to really uh, focus on the things that are 
of critical importance right now. Having the confidence in knowing that I have a marketing plan or I have a uh, merchandising plan or, or a plan for my signage or, you know, those kind of things. Um, and I, I keep thinking that one of them is going to drastically change the course of what I'm doing. And I've just got to have the time to continue expanding. And I'm looking forward this uh, this weekend. I'm going to be actually uh, finally having lunch with uh, some uh, two other business people who are keenly aware of uh, my business and they've been down and they've observed it and they've seen it and that sort of thing. And I am so looking forward to trying to get their ideas and to try to uh, maybe get just that whole meeting of the mind things and get somebody else looking at it through someone else's eyes besides mine. And when I do that, I can get ideas and I can get a fresh, a fresh look at things and fresh perspective. And the interesting thing is, is that this is exactly what many local business owners are going through. This is why there's a need for the community. This is why there's a need for pulling people together, you know, because there are so many business owners across the country right now that are exactly at the place where I am. And they have to say, is today the day we're going to shut the door and lock it and put the note on the door that says going out of business or closed or whatever it is? And if today is not that day, what am I doing to make sure it's not tomorrow either? And so I just, I know, oh, I know that what I'm going through is so completely normal. And I know that what I'm going through is something that so many people can relate to because they've been there and they've done that. And so um, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm trying to take the time I need to plan exactly what I'm doing. And I think I need to have, you know, more than, you no know, one thing is going to be the saving grace of my business. It's not like, oh, if I can just get a new sign made, everything will be fine. It's going to be a, a bunch of fine tuning and a, and a little of this and a little of that, and maybe adding this or tweaking this or whatever it is, but it's going to be multiple things because there's not one holy grail thing that I need to change that's going to suddenly, boom, turn it into a six-figure business overnight. And so um, part of me doing that and getting to that point is having a very specific laid out plan for what I'm going to do to take control and take ownership of every single aspect of my business. I will tell you, for those that have been following along, I do have a boat coming down the canal right now, so if you hear some engine noise, that might be what it is. But one of the things that, or the dogs next door barking at every boat that goes down the canal, you might also hear that. Not my dogs, but the next door dogs. Um, but one of the things that uh, I will, you know, now I completely lost my th train of thought because I'm thinking about dogs. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I can tell you is that I have cut way down on giving out my samples. And I will, if somebody stops by my booth and asks me about a sample, I will give it to them. But what I'm finding is that if I give people a sample, they see it, they go, oh wow, that's neat. They scratch their heads and they go, man, how did you think of that? That's really awesome. And then they walk away and they don't buy it. But the people that want to try it, are also the people that walk up with their hand on their wallet or their hand reaching into their pocket where they're ready to put money into it. And so I think last 
yesterday all day long. I gave uh, maybe five samples away because people asked for it. And um, it, it's interesting, though, because I've even found myself, and I don't want to say discouraging, but if people come up and talk to me about the product and they're like, well, what is it? What do you actually do? Or can I try a piece of it? Um, then, and I'll say, well, I need to freeze some. And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, they, they just, they're the people that are not going to buy. They're just curious. They're just onlookers. And I'm not interested in putting money into them. And so I'm really cutting down on the amount of samples that I give. Is that a mistake? It might be. But I can tell you that I cannot afford to give out samples like I was giving out because I don't have the deep pockets to do that. So it's one of those things that it's a catch-22. You know, am I making the right decision or the wrong decision? Overall, I did not see a huge jump in my sales whenever I was giving out samples. Now, granted, I might have only really focused on samples for three solid days giving out samples, but if I'm not seeing a huge increase in what I'm doing by giving out samples, then what's the point? So the other thing is having the confidence and the time to plan out analyzing the data I've been collecting and the things that I've been trying to uh, record as they're happening in my business to go back and look and see where my sales are coming from, on what day am I doing more samples versus more sales, more sales versus samples and all that. You've got to have time to do all that. And when you're running around in chaos, you can't do it. So Having confidence and faking confidence are two different things. You hear fake it till you make it, and I don't know that you can do that with confidence, but I'm going to continue acting in a way as if I'm completely confident in what I'm doing um, while, meanwhile, having a well-laid-out plan in order to try to execute and get the cash flow coming in for what I need with my products. So that's where I am. That's what I'm doing. Um, I appreciate you coming on this journey with me more than you know, and be looking for some uh, things from me in the future about ways to connect with other business owners and other uh, minds getting, getting other heads together to try to put them around the products that you're selling and the local businesses that you're starting or the things that you're thinking about doing. And so um, that will be forthcoming. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and uh, enjoy following along on my journey, I can only tell you my story. Um, I'm going to, I'm continuing to try, I am continuing to try to get interviews and I am just having cancellation after cancellation. At this point, I don't know when my next interview will be and I don't like that either and I need to spend more time digging into that and trying to build, um, you know, connections that can help me get some more interviews. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're listening to, or you're just curious about my journey, maybe you just want to see me fail and give up, whatever the reason is, subscribe to the podcast in whatever podcast player you're listening in. No matter what, what it is, whether it's Android, iPhone, on your computer, or whatever, you can subscribe to it. So find the subscribe button and subscribe. That helps me get found by more people by having more subscribers. And at the same time, if you want to go like our Facebook page, Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast on Facebook, you can also find us online. I will tell you my website. I've got about three or four days of show notes to do at some point in time. That's not revenue generating, so I'm not focusing on that at the point in time that uh, I'm putting out the podcast. But I want to get you the information so you can listen to it, and I'll go back later and fill in the show notes for those podcasts. 
um, at the same time, follow us on tri- Twitter. You can follow the, this podcast, Brick and Mortar, uh, it's at BAM Reporter, B-A-M, Brick and Mortar Reporter. And that's on Twitter. At the same time, you might want to also follow me on Cryopop and see what's going on. I'm trying to also get some social media going with Cryopop as well. So it's Cryopop Key West on both Facebook and Twitter. So follow along, see what we're doing. I'm starting to put some uh, sunset pictures and that sort of thing on my uh, Facebook pages for Cryopop and continue to get a little bit of a community built with that. So got to keep rolling and uh, I'll keep you posted on the outcomes but thanks so much for listening with me this week for traveling along this journey with me and I hope you have a fantastic day thank you for listening to the brick and mortar reporter podcast where we build businesses all day long with no permits remember local businesses are the backbone of our economy so whenever you have the opportunity choose local 